Hello, this is Jackie Mason. Who else would talk like this? You'd probably say, I never did anything for you. I'm going to do something for you now. Buckle up. It's a lot safer that way. Hello, everyone. This is Adam West. Uh, maybe you're thrilled to buy adventures, right, on Batman there? Hmm? My secret true identity, Bruce Wayne, millionaire philanthropist. Anyway, I'm glad to talk to you all and have the privilege of doing the following. I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice let him have it, Chris. 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 There's a button, a switch, for everything. You're listening to Aerial View, worldwide on the internet. No tricks. Sorry, I'm going to do it. Come on, you know better than that. I'll do it, all right? Yes. What kind of radio no show is this? I heard his voice on tape. He really put the hook in it. I I have an idea now. First name, I just hope this man realizes that being able to communicate with people all over the world carries a serious responsibility. Come on, baby. Show the man your power, big. Blast him! Give him some of that tone! Mom won't be kids for this one. 
Good evening, ladies and gentlemen of the radio audience. Very auspicious beginning. Sure, the talk show. You know, people phone in and make a beef. Oh, what about? Whatever happens to bug you, that's what you talk about. Sometimes he agrees with the caller, other times he sets it straight. End of part one. Intermission. End of intermission. Part two. I was in Mr. Trump's office when his secretary announced there would be a massive dump. Mr. Trump responded by stating to the effect, wouldn't that be great? me, Christy, with another aerial view here on the HoundNYC.com. That's really the only way you could talk over music like this. I, I think you'd have to approach it kind of like that. Aerial view with Christy on the HoundNYC.com. This is live radio, and you can call here. 760 I call AV. 760 760- 422-5528 is the live line into the studio. Aerial view now on the air. And uh, Facebook, facebook.com slash call aerial view. And uh, tonight, as I said in my newsletter, and if you would like my newsletter, just ask for the newsletter. Go to the Facebook page. Say, please tell me how to get the newsletter. And I will tell you how to get the newsletter. It goes out. Every Tuesday, hence the name, see you next Tuesday. Newsletter is now five years old. It's amazing. I've been doing it for five years. And I don't think I've really ever missed a Tuesday. And I I look back over the five years of newsletters, and it's nice. It's like an archive of what was going on. What was happening in my life? What was happening in the world? It's a little bit of a historical record of me. Which is okay. We should all keep our own historical record. And of course, it'll end up on the, in the dustbin of history, as they say. At some point, you will be ashes, and your history will be ashes. Once the grid goes down, right? Because all your memories are based in silicon, something tells me. It's me, Chris T., here on the houndmyc.com. Aerial View airs every Friday live at 6 p.m., replays Tuesdays at 6 p.m., And uh, if I can get to it on Friday night, it becomes a podcast available just about everywhere, wherever you get your podcasts. Doesn't matter to me. It should be there. If it's not, you come find me. You say, hey, 
I can't hear it. And I was thinking about podcasts today, as I, as I think often about podcasts. I think about the rise of podcasting, the demise of broadcasting and the rise of podcasting. I think I could make a fair case for something like that. Broadcasting is in a sad, pitiful state. There, there are exceptions, of course. My old alma mater, for instance, when it comes to radio, WFMU, where I spent many, many years, 33 years, I believe, doing radio with some gaps in there. I might have had a gap year or two. But mostly uh, many, many years of, of radio, public radio, good radio. But the rest of radio out there, especially commercial radio and some public radio, is, is truly awful. Pitiful, sad, tough to listen to, uh, poorly executed. I, I don't know what else to call it. Uh, and I, I just don't have patience for commercials anymore. I just can't take commercials. Whether they're on the radio or TV or anything, I just I have to reach for the mute button. Just have to make it through it somehow. But uh, I feel like I should be saying something important now. Maybe some news, huh? Let's do a little upside-down update. What do you say? Let's go take a look at the news and regret it. Regret that we did. What do you say? What do you jo- Why don't you join me over here at the teletype? I'll meet you at the teletype. It's over there in the corner. It's that big clacking thing. The te- Yeah, the teletype right there. That thing. Oh, my God, these millennials. you got to explain everything. What's a teletype? Who's Richard Harris? What the hell is MacArthur Park? I felt so old today, so very old. My 57th birthday right around the corner. Man, 57. I didn't think I'd see 30. I thought for sure something would happen. It'll all be over by the age of 30. But no. I'm still above ground. I'm still breathing air, as they say. Maybe I shouldn't say this so loud. Who knows? I'm not a superstitious type, though. I'll be honest. But here you go. Upside down update. Where's my upside down up? Who? Who was supposed to have the sound effect for this thing? Wait a minute. You? Yeah, that's great. Thank you. 760-422-5528. 760-I-CALL-AV. And uh, tonight, according to my newsletter, this is what we were going to talk about. We were going to talk about... What? Oh, yeah. It's so effing what? I don't know why I can't say the F word now. For some reason, feeling a little odd about saying it. But you know what I mean. So effing what? Let's all join the Anti-Nowhere League. I was going to talk about how we're going to hell in a handbasket. And, uh... Say maybe it's time to eat the rich. I think those were the topics for the program tonight. I doubt the rich would taste very good, you know? That would be the point, though, would it? It would be to teach those rich a lesson. Why you...
All right, so we were taking a look at the news. That's what we were doing. All right, that's opinion. That's op-ed. Now, oh, look, here's some news about Jeffrey Epstein. Stein. I'm saying it both ways to cover my bases. I don't remember how it's pronounced, frankly. But uh, apparently the New York City chief medical examiner said that the uh, refuted conspiracy theories that Mr. Epstein may have been murdered. By the way, the funniest thing I saw on the internet concerning this was, uh, Dear Mr. Cotter, Epstein can't make it to school today. He hung himself. Signed, Epstein's mother. That really made me laugh. And it was terrible. It was just, I felt awful. It was one of those laughs where you go, Oh my God. I feel terrible about laughing like that at that. Quote, uh, this story continues, Quote, by the way, the headline is Jeffrey Epstein's autopsy results show he hanged himself. I guess you don't say hung. He hung himself? Like, is that the same as like he drank himself to death as opposed to he drunk himself to death? I never know which one's right. Jeffrey Epstein autopsy results show he hanged himself, not hung. Hanged. The results came six days after Mr. Epstein was found dead in his cell in federal prison in Manhattan, where he was waiting trial on sex trafficking charges. Yeah, this this guy was a real piece of work. No one knows where he got his money from. He got it from some uh, guy with the Victoria's Secret money. Somehow built him out of a mansion. It's it's fascinating. And uh, apparently would meet with the rich and famous. He would he would have these meetings of very smart people. Want to surround himself with very, very smart people. And uh, he provided a lot of those smart people with young women. Don't call them girls. They were young women. I don't know. Teenagers. What to call them? Underage. He liked them young. As our president said. Our president. Oh my God, that guy. Sometimes I really try to think about my actual goals in life and which ones would motivate me the most. And and one of them is outliving this guy. Outliving this administration and outliving him. Because I want to live long enough to go piss on his grave. That would really make me happy. That's one of the things I look forward to, and I hear all the time that we should have things to look forward to, and I have mine. You, whatever you have, whatever yours are, that's great. But I, I, I have mine. That's one of them. Let's see what he's been up to. Let's see what our trickster president has been up to in the world. <laughs> He dashes from here to there, dismantling this and knocking down that and destroying this and making every, everything worse. Everything he touches, it turns to shit. He's like, uh, what did the Holly sing about? King Midas in reverse. He's King Midas in reverse. And... Uh, you know what's maybe one of the worst? All right, enough with the teletype. All right, thank you. About living through this time is 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 the friends that you lose along the way, the people that you liked, and then you 
somehow they reveal themselves to you on on the social media. And they essentially say, hey, wait, well, he, oh, you know, uh, haters gonna hate. I'm trying to remember the one that I saw recently, the person where I was like, I should have known. I should have known they were into Trump. I should have known. The number here is 760-422-5528. That's a Palm Springs area code. Maybe you can't get to Palm Springs yourself, but you can call there. Right now, there are people waiting to take your call in a lovely mid-century modern house. All glass with a beautiful pool. And outside, it's a balmy 104 degrees. And you don't have a high enough SPF to actually go outside. Is that what's bothering you, Bunky? Well, you show the world. Uh, so if you'd like to call tonight, I know everyone's sitting around saying, well, well, you know, what's the topic? You know, as long as I've been in the talk show biz, and it's been a while. 1989 is when Aerial View first went on the air. Been at it for a long time. Too long, probably. Who knows? Maybe I stayed too long at the fair. Did I tell you we're going to go to the Renaissance Fair for the first time ever? Really, really want to go on time travel day because then I could wear a fez. I could, I could wear whatever I like. I could say I'm from such and such a time. Aerial view. Until 7 p.m. this evening, here on thehoundnyc.com. And the upside down update. Let's see. I was gonna see. I was gonna see what the trickster is up to these days. What he's up to right now. Fighter jet sails to Taiwan. Oh yeah, he uh, bullied Netanyahu on Twitter into blocking Congresswomen from the United States entering Israel. And it worked, because Bibi Netanyahu is up for re-election, see? So he wants to look look strong. Strong. So, uh, yeah, let me go back to this friend for a minute, because I wanted to... To explore this for a moment, let's just drill down for just a minute. Now, I used to be in this band, right? Punk rock band many years ago. I, w- I was young. Oh, I wasn't as young as some people, some of you out there who went to Woodstock. Oh, man, there's a full Woodstock immersion going on right now all around. There's a, a radio station, university radio station in Philadelphia that's playing like all of Woodstock. The whole entire thing. And uh, I listened to some of it, and, and it's, it's it's not the entire thing. They're breaking in. They're, they're doing other stuff. I wish they would have just played the whole... We're, we're going to go without interruption. It's going to be full immersion. You'll see. Wait till you hear this. It'll make you sick. In a good way. That's not quite what it was. But and today, also Elvis died today, right? It's Elvis' death day. All these things colluding. There's a lot of collusion going on. 
Sorry. Uh, but I was trying to be in the moment today. I had a pretty good day. I was trying to enjoy the place where we live. You know, driving along, looking out to to the east, looking out my driver's side window at Manhattan as it drove south, looking out on the Hudson River where Sully landed that goddamn plane, and driving along and seeing cheerleaders practicing their cheerleading in the park and kids running and playing and uh, families with a young, young, young kid in a stroller pushing a stroller along and I'm playing this song. I put, I put my phone on shuffle play and it's playing music and that song Shame, Shame, Shame comes on. Uh, and I think that one half of the, that song was Shirley from what was, it? what was the name of the duo? Somebody and Shirley? Oh, my God. Can't even remember. Doesn't really matter. But it was, it was a moment. I was having a very nice, fully realized moment right there. And uh, I just tried to be in that moment. I tried to stay. I tried so hard. Just let me be in this moment. But I was I'm always so busy observing everything and observing myself that I was observing myself in the moment rather than actually being in the moment and it was it was it was screwing up the moment is what it was doing I gotta learn that that how do you how do you actually just not do that thing just be in the moment do that thing how do you do that? Because I'm either brooding about the past or worrying about the future. And finding it hard to enjoy the present moment. Because who knows? Who's guaranteed any others? Really, when it comes down to it. How do you know? There will be others. Other moments, that is. So why not enjoy this one? Why not enjoy this one right now? That's what I say to myself it sounds more like this why not why not enjoy this one right now would that be so wrong and sometimes I succeed sometimes I do but I noted that moment I noted I put it went right in the memory bank it was such a perfect moment and I often feel like a person who isn't oh I, I don't know grateful enough for things is what I would say and I try to be more grateful I try to be grateful for the, the, the wonderful things in my life. Uh, sweet tea and our two cats and our friends who love us and uh, our friends who tolerate us, even those friends. There's all kinds of friends. The friends we rarely see, the friends we often see, and... Those are what's going to get you through life. Folks, you got to have friends. As the song says. They, the, the research proves it. The research says that if you have a strong social circle, you'll be okay. Just don't isolate your, yourself away. That's what it comes down to. So then you start roaming the house and thinking, Oh, they, they. Who in the hell is they? <laughs> 
They? Who in the hell is they? <laughs> they? <laughs> Why, they is just plain and fancy they. That's who they is. <laughs> Caught you, didn't they, huh? Tied a tin can to your tail, let you in and waltzed you out again. <laughs> oh, my, what a bunch. <laughs> Big tough one, eh? <laughs> Here you are with a handful of holes, a thumb up your ass, and a big grin to pass the time of day with. <laughs> they! Who the hell is they? You know, sometimes you doubt yourself, because earlier I was going to say Shirley and Lee. Isn't that the name of the duo? Shirley and Lee? But then I doubted myself. No, I don't think that's correct. No! That can't be it. No! That's wrong. Turns out I was right. I just doubted myself. See, that's the terrible thing about doubt. What doubt does to you. Uh, but, you know, your people, depending on where they come from, how, they, raise, how they, they were raised, they either have a lot of self-confidence and often unwarranted self-confidence, or they're full of self-doubt. Guess which camp I fall into. I'm trying to find the Shirley and Lee song that I, I was knocked out by as a young child uh, my mother and I would often go to the films and I remember this one that she took me to and uh, the music was so good that I, I, I had to go home and get some to talk over this but I will just because the point of this show is not playing songs you know that's that's what the hound does man the hound howl Sundays 3 p.m. to 5 p.m. and uh, vintage hound throughout the week uh, you can hear this on the hound show at some point I'm sure but you could hear really really rare Shirley and Lee records not not this one on the Imperial Record Label, 1962. The year I was born, maybe that's why it had such an impact. I was probably listening to this in the womb. You know, if you went and saw a live band that was that good, you would 
go out of your mind. You would lose it. You'd be like, oh my God, this is the best thing I ever saw. Oh my God. Feels so good when you're home. Come on, baby. Rock me all my life. Come on, baby. Let I think this song is about sex. I think. What are they talking about? Come on, baby, let the good time roll. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a movie, I believe, and that was the name of the movie, Let the Good Times Roll. And I went and saw it with my mother. And it was my first introduction. It might have even predated American Graffiti, which I, I, I sat through twice when that came out. And that's set in the year 1962. Oh, it's all coming together now. Now I'm beginning to see the pattern. Oh, yeah. Chris T., aerial view until uh, 7 p.m. this evening. I had a conversation tonight, uh, and it was a very strange conversation about Richard Harris and MacArthur Park, the song MacArthur Park. And um, I I, I kept... This is the other place I doubted myself. I, I kept kept doubting myself on the name of the person who wrote it because it wasn't written by Richard Harris. He, he had a fluke hit with it. And I, I kept thinking, wasn't that Jimmy Webb? Didn't Jimmy Webb write that? And then I was like, no, no. I, th- I think it was that other guy, that Van Dyke guy or Van Parks guy or whoever the hell he was. That guy, no, it wasn't Jimmy Webb, no. And as it turns out, it was Jimmy Webb. Of course. I remember uh, watching an interview he gave where he talked about the writing of that song and what a bizarre song it is, indeed. And I remembered my mother one summer. I think it was the summer that song was a hit. And uh, it was 1968. Earlier I said 1969. I was off by a year, but it was 1968. It peaked at number two. I was wrong about that, too. I said it peaked at number one. Um, it was a fluke hit by the actor Richard Harris, who was uh, an actor that I grew up appreciating, and, and now I appreciate his son, Jared Harris, who uh, I first saw in the film Happiness, but has been in many, many things, including Chernobyl and... I'm watching him in last season's um, The Terror, which is on Hulu, which is really good. It's set in like 1846, and these British uh, Royal Navy boats get get stuck in the ice trying to find a passage through the Arctic. And they start being hunted by some supernatural... Um, uh, spiritual. I don't know what the, how the hell to describe it. This supernatural thing that is... Uh, because they let this old Eskimo die, essentially. So it's like payback. and so. Uh, but it's got great actors in it, including Jared Harris and the guy that played uh, uh, Caesar on the HBO show Rome, who's a fantastic actor, and uh, the guy who played uh, Brutus, or who, I forget who the hell he was, but he was also on Rome. So it's got a bunch of people from Rome, and then Jared Harris, who these people I was hanging out with, by the way, they did not only know who Richard Harris was. They didn't know who that was. They didn't know who Jared Harris was. So I felt especially old. And I pulled out the phone and I played MacArthur Park. And they looked at the phone and they were like, oh, what? Huh? What is this? Is that? And somebody said, 
It kind of sounds like David Bowie, and I thought, I... No. David Bowie? Really? I... How they got that, I don't know. But I remember the summer, my mother was determined to write all the lyrics for the song down, and she enlisted the aid of uh, one of my sisters and a friend of my sister's. Spring was never waiting for us, girl. It ran one step ahead as we followed in the dance. And I can't remember how they did it, but they kept going back and listening to it again. It was either a cassette. Between the parted pages and repressed in love's hot fever. Oh, this is <laughs> so overwrought. Uh, striped pair of pants is, of course, everyone's favorite part of that song. I also try to explain to these youngsters about uh, SCTV. And when Dave Thomas played Richard Harris on Mel's Rock Pile and the song wouldn't end. Look it up on YouTube. It's great. This is 7 minutes and 30 seconds long. Uh, It was a a hit, 1968, when you could get away with doing that, playing a seven-minute song on the radio. I recall the yellow cotton dress foaming like a What would you call this, Baroque pop? I don't know. But there I was playing it on my phone thinking, oh, my God, I'm old. I'm old. Look at me. I better enjoy what I got left. Enjoy yourself. It's later than you think, see? I uh, I don't know whether to leave this playing or not. It's really distracting. Flowing down. It was me. I did it. I do it again. I tell you. You'll take it. You'll take it and like it. I don't care. So? So what? Oi. Oh yeah, here's another part. Oh, it just keeps going. It, does, it never, really never ends. And the stereo separation is the best. No, they don't do stereo separation like this anymore. Oh, this is slit your wrist music. It gets better though if you hang in there. there hang in there, kids. I can't even FF through this. Sorry, I would if I could. I have to suffer through the entire thing. I wonder if I ever meet Jared Harris, will he talk about this? Like every time he hears it, do you think, there's dad? There he is. Hey, dad. <sighs> Let's see. We did the upside down update. What what was next on my list? Oh, oh, yeah. The upside down update. I feel like I really didn't, I didn't really do it justice, right? I didn't really go as far into it as I would like to have gone into it. But then I realized that 
it's it's really not necessary to. I here is the way I would sum it up. Uh, this thing is going off a cliff, and it's only a matter of time. And you could read into that whatever you'd like. When I say this thing's going off a cliff, whatever that might mean to you, I think things are, are bad, personally. And uh, I think it's because of who's in charge. Directly related to this jabroni in charge. And uh, it's only by a, a miracle we'll escape with, without real harm. I think there will be real harm. And uh, what makes me think that? Well, it's all the people that still think that everything's okay. It's, it's, they're the ones that got me worried. I'm reading an article today in the New York Times. So it was an op-ed piece. And um, it was titled, and it was it Michelle Goldberg? It was titled, you know, we're screwed. Oh, yeah, with Trump as president, the world is spiraling into chaos, right? Now, I don't agree with everything Michelle Goldberg says. I agreed with most of what she said in this article that that, whereas Donald Trump may or may not have created a particular problem, he certainly isn't making it better. He's only making it worse with everything that he does. Everything he does makes things worse than they were. And the only reason why the bottom didn't fall out is because there was this temporary sugar high from this tax cut for the wealthy. See, because the GOP has this system set up. It's very efficient. They, wait, is he still going? Is this song still going? Oh, my God. I wonder how many minutes we got left of this crap. Oh, it's not even two minutes left. Ah, we could do that. That's a cakewalk. Get it? Cakewalk. Left out in a rain walk. Cake. Never mind. So uh, this is what concerned me because I started reading the comments on this op-ed piece. And one of the first ones I read was this one here. Donald Trump is the greatest president this nation has ever known. This fact is unassailable. If it turns out that we are actually in or entering an economic recession, that fault is clear. It is the deep state and Democrats in coordination with the Clintons and Obama. And this comment was signed, Proud Patriot, New York City. And I thought, you know, they're not joking. I don't think this is a joke. I would like to think it was a joke. It's not a joke. And I know I don't know if I'm laughing anymore. <laughs> uh. with the term, laughter is the best medicine. It's Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. The number here is 
I call AV. And uh, tonight on Aerial View, according to my newsletter, so effing what? And as it turns out, someone from the Anti-Nowhere League got beat up uh, just a short while ago. Bloodied, apparently, according to a friend of mine on Facebook. Facebook.com slash call Aerial View for this program, by the way. And uh, the Upside Down update, that was it. I summed it up. I, t- I think there's cause for concern, is how I would put it, about the way things are going. Now, me, it's all about you kids. Me, I've had my fun, let's just say. I hope to have more. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, I think in like 40, 50 years is probably when things will be really dire. I think it might hold off that long. But then, oh boy, that climate change, that's going to kick in with a vengeance. See? We got 12 years, some people say 10 years, to really change the way that we extract energy and use energy and experience energy. And we show no signs of caring at all about getting off of fossil fuels, for instance, getting away from coal, getting away from these things that are going to tip the environment into a point where it's just constant storms and drought and uh, food refugees, as they call them, people fleeing areas where there's no food and no water to go to places where there, are, there is food and water. You know, the dystopian nightmare that of your dreams, Right? And uh, so you choose. You choose which one of these is the worst news. And then just realize that in like 40 to 50 years, whoever you know that's still around, it might even be yourself. Maybe you're a youngster now and you'll still be around. Woe betide is what I say to you. I hope I'm saying that right. Woe betide. We've got about 15 minutes left in the program. If you'd like to call here, 760-422-5528, 760-I-CALL-AV. The country can't go on this way. It's the end of America. Uh, Maybe the end of us, but it's not the end of America. In a few years, it'll go on bigger and stronger than ever. You know, you're the last guy in the world I'd ever expect to find was an optimist. That's not optimism. Just common horse sense. You read President Roosevelt's inaugural address? Yeah. He's right. You know, it takes more than one sock in the jaw to lick 120 million people. Oh, my God. How many people have we added since 1932? A lot. Wow. It's Chris T. here on Aerial View on the HoundNYC.com. New Hound Howl on Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Time. Followed by Crash in the Party with Mark and Miriam, the doo-wop chop shop of the air. And uh, otherwise, vintage hound shows. Lots of moronic obscurities and uh, records that uh, are incredibly rare. And records that will make you shake it'll start from the bottom and work its way up 
And then before you know it, you'll be dancing. And then you'll be in hell. Dancing, you know what dancing leads to. I have to explain it to you. Um, going to hell in a handbasket was the next thing on my list. And I, I do feel like, you know, sometimes I could seem like a downer if I start saying stuff like that. And I, I've always done the self-assessment throughout the years because, you know, it's gotten back to me. People I, I know, I used to know, former friends saying uh, that I was a bummer to be around. And I thought for a long time about that. I, I even obsessed on that. I thought, well, you know, people often accuse you of the behavior in which they themselves are engaged. And I often thought that this person who said this thing was a bummer to be around. And I thought maybe we were both just bummers to be around with each other. And uh, I was never comfortable around this particular person. For whatever reason, there was just this sense of, like, discomfort. And, and maybe everybody felt it. Maybe I felt it. Maybe he felt it. Who knows? But uh, I don't think I'll, it's a bummer to say that, you know, things are bad. And I don't know how they'll get better. Because as I said a moment ago, the Republican Party, the GOP, has figured out through through cheating, through uh, Russian interference, through uh, gerrymandering, through any means necessary, really. They are determined to keep a stranglehold on the Senate, and then, uh, by extension, uh, real change in this country. So real change can't happen until there is a president who's a Democrat in the White House and uh, a Senate that is mostly Democratic. Um, because the GOP, the Republican Party, is really just about two things at this point. Uh, and as I said earlier, one of those things is, is making sure more money is funneled to their wealthy donors so that the wealthy donors can keep these people in power. It's it's a the opposite of a virtuous circle. An unvirtuous, a non-virtuous circle. I don't know what you would call it. it it's like a it's a bargain they made these two groups many, many years ago to stay in power and to enact laws that are favorable to them. And whether that means, you know, opening up the wilderness to drilling, um, you know, approving all kinds of murderous pesticides, uh, uh, you know, separating uh, mothers and fathers from their children, whatever it is, you know, however the machine is supposed to run to maximize profits. Uh, and... While socializing losses, you know, you have to do those two things at the same time. So we all get to pay when capitalism fails and falls down and needs to be propped up. But then we don't get the benefit in uh, whatever comes next, whatever money is made. No, that's the shareholders. They're the ones that get to benefit, not the employees, certainly not uh, the customers. No. So, um, I generally think that uh, that's not negativity 
to say these things, to say that things are bad, um, and that there are a lot of folks in Wisconsin who still think Donald Trump is doing a great job, and Wisconsin is, is like this pivotal state to what happens next in terms of removing Donald Trump from office. And if Wisconsin doesn't go Democratic, it's going to be very hard to get the electoral votes that will allow somebody to unseat this man. And at this point, I, I, I don't care who it is, really. Uh, I think anybody is uh, going to do a far better job than this. And uh, so Wisconsin, it comes down to Wisconsin. And the people of Wisconsin are not convinced quite yet that uh, this guy is, uh, is a horror show. If the economy tanks, and it's showing signs now of a possible recession, there are jitters now in the, in the economy uh, having to do with an inverted bond yield curve other signs, uh, the economy shrinking in China, the European Union and that whole thing, Brexit. There are many things that are causing business people to sit on their money, to not invest it by creating new products or hiring more people to sell the products they already have or otherwise putting that money into the economy and the stock market's going down and every market is going down and you look at your 401k and you think where did it all go is that what's bothering you Bunky it always comes back to the old philosopher doesn't it I think we got a phone call from somewhere hey welcome to Aerial View who am I speaking with hello hey what's up Hey, regarding Woodstock uh, Peter Fonda just died no kidding. Oh, that's terrible. Yeah. Yeah, he just they just uh pronounced his death. So you're like uh, the angel of death. You decided to call me and tell me. Yeah, pretty much. Okay, Sorry. that's all right. Uh, yeah. I'm Did it say, say what he died also? of? Yes, go ahead. No. Sorry. You you were going to say also. Uh, I, regarding if you want to really get rid of Trump, you got to get out there and go to the red states and volunteer shit like that are you going to go to wisconsin no i i did volunteer in the uh, couple of elections back and i helped went canvassing and i i felt i i made uh you know it, i just made an effort and got out there and instead of sitting here in california where it's all blue I, went, I got up and went and canvassed and, and tried to do something because here we, you know, I'm in I'm in the San Francisco Bay Area and, and it's you know it's we can't do it. It's all obviously it's a blue state. What is your so name? You got to get sir? out there. My name's Jeff. Jeff, thank you for the call. We yeah. were just talking about San Francisco today. I was saying the last time I was there was 1984, or 85. I, I think it was a pretty much different San Francisco. And, yeah, it uh, was. Yeah, yeah. yeah like 1984, 85. That's when I was living. I was living in the city then, actually, too. Yeah. I live uh, right, I live just north of San Francisco now in Marin County. Sounds lovely. I bet it's a lovely day, lovely weather. Well, it's a little hot. It's 92 uh, right now. 92. So. Are you worried about earthquakes? But it's dry. At all? 
not really. Okay. I've been through them, okay. been there, done that. Uh, it's, it's something you have to expect if you're going to live in this area. I, so we I haven't had any anything major lately. Some shakes once in a while, but no, no big deal. Well, you're right about people getting to red states, and that's why I, I mentioned Wisconsin. There are uh, apparently organizations you can volunteer for that are going to be on the ground in Wisconsin yeah, trying to talk to people about Donald Trump and why he's so bad for yeah. the working class. You know, and, Well, that's the only thing that we can do because yeah. uh, I think for people that live you know, like me that live in the blue states and in, in New Jersey, I grew up in New Jersey in you know, Paramus and Bergen County. Uh, you know, you know where Paramus is, right? I, I was just in Paramus on Monday. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, so I lived there and I, I moved to the West coast when I was uh, 16, 17. Uh, and, uh, but when I was living in New Jersey back in, in left in the seventies, it was uh, uh, very blue. But what I understand, it's 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 kind of like not as blue as it was. Mm, I think it's blue again. It went red for Christie for some goddamn reason. I don't know why. I found Christie to be horrifying, and uh, the least of which is because I I've been I was known as Chris T for many years, and then along comes Chris Christie, and it was just a little too much for me. I'm kind of glad it's Phil Murphy now, to be honest with you. But I think New Jersey is firmly blue again, so I wouldn't worry about oh, that. Good. Yes. Yeah. And California's yeah. blue. We're we're the liberal the coastal elites, whatever they want to call us, right? But in Wisconsin, you still have a significant number of people, 50% in a recent poll, who think Donald Trump is uh, doing a good job. Uh, 50% approve, and that's higher than the national average, which is around 41 42%. Yeah. So there's a lot of people in Wisconsin who still think he's doing a good job. Although, Jeff, I think over the next few weeks... That might change because I do think the economy and maybe the economy is a self-fulfilling prophecy. The more of us who sit around and go, yeah, things are bad with the economy. Maybe it'll happen. Maybe it'll make it come true. I don't know. I don't really, really believe in that kind of magical thinking. What about you, Jeff? I'm not sure. I think we're going to see a downturn in the economy, unfortunately, Um out here, we're starting to see slowdown. Cisco uh, just laid off 500 people a couple of days ago. You know, you're familiar with Cisco, right? Yeah, Cisco Kid. He was a friend of mine. That's Cisco. No, no. no. Which Cisco? Oh, Cisco. You know Cisco. Yeah, the, uh, the manufacturer, the, the manufacturer, routers, switches. routers, switches. Yeah. That switches. Is Cisco. Yep, yep. Yeah, I know the one. Yeah, they laid off. Yeah, they laid off. They got a big footprint here in the Bay Area, and they just laid off 500. You can see uh, hiring. Uh, even on the tech sector, slowing down. Uh, and things are, yeah, on the East Coast, I'm not so sure if there's been, and I, I know the automobile industry is uh, starting to lay off more and more every week, too. The automobile industry is hurting. They can't sell as many cars uh, nowadays. And, you know, cars are more and more expensive. People get into debt yeah. on cars like they used to on houses, you know, and it's they get into these underwater loans it's it's i jeff i hope you're okay are you okay is the family okay everybody okay oh, yeah, I'm a, i work for i work for the uh, my government employee okay and, uh, yeah my uh yeah my wife is, is uh very you know, professionally employed and uh yeah i my okay. kids kids are doing okay uh 
daughter got married recently. My oh, congratulations. Son's in college. Nice. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. No, so, every, but it's okay. But I worry about, you know, them because, you know, not, you know, I worry about my kids' future and how they're going to be. Doing I don't know, Jeff. I, I, sure I think that it's uh, unfortunately the the you know this is going to be visited upon them. We, you and I, might escape the worst effects, but I feel like anybody you know younger than us is going to feel it, and it won't be good. Uh, and it, it really is like a crisis where this car is hurtling towards a cliff, and a lot of people are screaming, "We need to turn immediately! We need to turn!" And the people behind the wheel are like, "Ah, no, we're fine. We're good." That's not a cliff. It only looks like a cliff. And then it turns out, all along, it was a cliff. Yeah. And then where I are know, you? But, but yeah, yeah, but regarding uh, getting out and volunteering, if people uh, have the time and the wherewithal to do that, I think it's a great thing to do. Uh, okay. They, there's some organizations that will set you up for housing, because uh, they did that for me when I traveled to Reno, Nevada, from uh, where I live in, here in Northern California. Well, maybe I'll get a and, free trip to Wisconsin then. I ought to look into this. Yeah, I don't I don't know how they do that. It's like, you know, I think there's pockets of, uh, closer to you, it would be probably better to go to pockets of Pennsylvania yeah. and or Ohio, you know, because you can drive there, basically. Uh, I want to go to Wisconsin, where they really need the help, where it's really important. That's why I would I know, go but there. Some, yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, yeah. if you could, yeah, I don't know if they can set you up like that. They they mostly help people that can drive. Oh, right. to I, these I, I, yeah, I know yeah. people in Wisconsin. I'll just fly there and stay with those people, and I'll do whatever I can to help because this yeah. has to stop, Jeff. Don't you think? Yeah, I agree. All right. I agree. I agree. Nice too. talking to you. Nice uh, talking to you, Jeff, uh, in San keep Francisco. Up the good work. You too. Take care. Have a pleasant evening. Take care, Goodbye. man. Bye bye. Good to talk to you. Take care. Really enjoyable. Thanks, there, Jeff. Appreciate it. See ya. So long. Wow, look at that. We're out of time. I wasted all that time talking to Jeff, but in a good way. Wasted in a good way. This is Aerial View on thehoundnyc.com. And uh, sorry if I was uh, a bummer to be around. <laughs> I apologize about that. I, uh, oh, man. <laughs> what, what, what can I possibly say? Uh, I'll see you next week. How about that? Same time, right here on thehoundnyc.com. That'll be fun. Stay here. More vintage hound shows in mere moments on thehoundnyc.com. 